Unarmored Talk Podcast presents an episode dedicated to Damian V. Fields Sr., November 4th, 1980 to June 17th, 2019. Episode 36, Scleroderma, the reality of living with it, with today's guest, Angela Fields. And please remember to subscribe to my YouTube channel at Mario P. Fields YouTube to watch this episode and previous episodes. And don't forget to leave that rating and review on the Unarmored Talk page on Apple Podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Unarmored Talk Podcast, where we will have real life conversations that helps you develop an accurate way of thinking. And the way we're going to do this is by gaining a better understanding of how emotions, feelings, and thoughts can influence the outcome of a personal or professional challenge. I'm your host, Mario P. Fields. And today's guest, not really a guest for me, is my sister-in-law and my uh, my deceased brother's wife, Angie Fields. Angie, welcome to Unarmored Talk Podcast. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Now, you're welcome. So tell the listeners and viewers a little bit about who Angie Fields is. Okay. Oh, well, Angie Fields. I'm from Pontiac, Michigan, born and raised. Um, Have three children, two boys and a girl. Um, And I was married for 16 years to uh, my husband, uh, my high school sweetheart, actually. Um, And he passed away two years ago now. So two years ago in a couple of weeks. So, yeah. 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 And this this one is kind of a tough one for me. So um, and I know it is for you. So thank you, Angie, for agreeing to do this. And and ladies and gentlemen, before we get into to the, the topic, you know, we are in heavy planning to uh, to um, incorporate breathe deeply.org. Um, and that is going to be um, uh, essentially an endowment fund um, that we're going to create as a family um, that uh, that Damien allowed us to, he gave us the authority to do it before he passed, um, that will help scleroderma patients um, in the, the Duke, right, in the Duke University uh, area, and that's up in the Raleigh-Durham area. So that that that'll be the initial focus, and then uh, we'll expand expand uh, dot org to 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 uh, take care of other families, right? And, and scleroderma patients, and that's what Damien had an autoimmune autoimmune disease called scleroderma in other areas throughout uh, the United States. Uh, but with that said, let's let's jump right into this topic. And so here you are, uh, you know, you're a young lady. You mentioned high school sweetheart. Um, let, let's talk about when you first met Damien and you got introduced to his autoimmune disease, scleroderma. Um, so, you know, it's not something he talks about. He talked about right away. (laughs) Um, but that was one of his ways of explaining why his, um, hands were scarred. So that's how I was introduced to the word scleroderma because I didn't know what it was. I never heard of it, never knew anyone that had it. Um, But uh, he had um, some scarring on his hand and he explained to me that he had an autoimmune disease um, that he was diagnosed with called scleroderma and it affects his hands. Um, And I want to say, I mean, he's mentioned that like maybe Right, right away once I'm, you know, met him and we was hanging around each other. So that was his little way of kind of 
speaking on it, but not speaking on it. Yeah. Yeah. And and when he, you know, when he told you, you know, that he had the, you know, the disease, you know, did you, did you at that moment realize how um, unique this disease was, how rare, I, I guess I should use the word rare, um, this, this disease was and, and then the potential impact on his life as, as you guys grew together? So not initially, Um, because, you know, Damien was not a person that walked around with the, the, uh, I'm sick me. So it was kind of presented in a kind of nonchalant way. So I I knew it was an autoimmune disease, um, but I didn't know how serious it was. Um, It wasn't until... It wasn't until um, our first child, uh, when we had our first child, when I started to ask more questions and, um, you know, his doctor visits and he would normally go with his mom to those visits. So when moms and him will go, he would come back and let me know what the reports were. But, you know, still so nonchalant. Yeah. Uh, You know. And and so... When yeah. when your first child was born, and um and and you said you started to learn more about it, what what was that? What do you mean by that? So I did. I started doing research myself, pulling it up, kind of trying to understand what is scleroderma. Um, and so basically, what I, a lot of the information I pulled up, it was just talking about the, you know, hardening of the skin can affect internal organs. It can affect uh, your extremities. And it's basically an overproduction of collagen and it's your body fighting against itself. So, you know, when I started to learn more, I remember um, he did mention, uh, although he had scarring on his hands, um, they felt like there was a little on his lungs. And that was when we were in teenagers when he told me that. Wow. And he said that they would hear a um, little crackling, you know, medical field. You, you know, they, they hear, they call it crackling <laughs> when they are listening to it through the stethoscope. So um, they said they heard a little crackling on his lungs. So they suspected that it might have affected um, internally for him. So we, we have, um, Limited scleroderma and systematic scleroderma. Uh, my husband had both. Wow. So, 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 so wait a minute. So, so you can get one or the other, or right. Both. And and Damien had. So I didn't know this. Yeah. So, so wow. So one, it's already a rare autoimmune disease. Right. Um, and then you can either get one or the other, both. That's real. Real quick, what's the difference? Do you, so, know, do you know what's the difference? Yeah. So systematic is um, basically your organs, it, it, uh, your your heart, your 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 lungs, your your eyes, your liver. It, it affects your internal organs. Okay. Limited is like your extremities. It you you'll hear a lot of people um, that have it in their hands and their feet and um, arms. They might have it on their back. Um, I've even known cases where they have it in their face. Um, and, and even with that, because it's, it's tightening, it's hardening. Right. So with people that get it in those areas, even in your face, you got to think as those muscles start to tighten up, 
Um, I've known cases that where people suffocated from it. Mm. So it's a serious, regardless if it's limited or systematic, systematic, of course, is going to be the most, most serious case of them all, but limited um, is your extremities. You know, you know, that's how people work. A lot of people lose functionality, um, you know, because their hands start to um, not move, like they get stiff here. Yeah. So like Damien experienced that a little bit. Um, he still had um, his, his function with his hands, but, um, you could tell like over years and years how limited that was getting for him. Um, he couldn't bend his thumbs. Um, he, you know, he would get right. He had Ray knots. So a lot of that, uh, whiskler derma comes along Ray knots and, um, RA, so rheumatoid arthritis. So he had, a, you know, right. And and when when would you say you really start to to really notice that his health was starting to turn in his late twenties, uh, early thirties? Like when when would you say you started to notice that? So you know, to look at my husband, <laughs> which was always a a big issue um, with people in the world, um, but to look at my husband, he looked healthy. No one look nothing. You don't look. You don't, you don't look like nothing's wrong with you. You know, you know he got like he, out of that. Probably, he would probably park in a handicapped spot and people would think he's like, he's. Poor. Yeah. Um, you know, being questioned, why are you parking there? Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, I've had times where, you know, I, you know, I, I try to be calm and patient for the most part, but I've had times where I've blew up because, you know, that might've been a high pressure moment, you know? Yeah. And you don't know, we just left a doctor's office visit. Right. Um, and here you are giving us the eye, like as if we're still in a park in space. <laughs> it's a park in space. Right. Um, and of course, they're looking at you two. I mean, you guys look extremely young. Yeah. Little, little brother, you know, had good genes. But uh, and so I, 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 I can kind of see that where, you know, you have this young couple. Yes. You know, they think you guys in your early 20s. Yes. Parking in, in a handicapped spot. And he, you know, and he has both taken away from the elderly. Yes, yes. Yeah, but they um, realize that he has this disease. This disease that's a, that's essentially attacking him, and he can't. He has no control. So, um, it was probably his early thirties. I mean, early twenties. I'm sorry, early twenties oh, wow. when I started to see him um, slow down. So, you know, Damien used to love to play basketball, and. Um, Every family reunion, you know, we had our uh, infamous Fields family reunions every July. And, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, he enjoyed doing with his family, his cousins that he ain't seen all year or maybe the, since the last reunion. Um, but that's when I, I can hear him start to complain, like, I can't even play. Like one family reunion, that's when he stopped. He was like, I can't, I can't go out there and play. Wow, in his early 20s. And he was 20, I want to say we were probably about, he was 25, maybe 24. And I was 22, 23. Yeah. And, you know, and I was so, so busy, you know, in, in the Marines that, and that's why I'm glad I'm interviewing you because you, you were with him a lot more than me after yeah. I left the house. But, um, you know, I just, I, I, until this interview, I always thought that his health really started to, to degrade in his early thirties. 
but wow. So mid twenties is when you started, when he's just, I can't really play basketball no more. Can play it. Mm. Um, exertion. And the, so that's when um, the lungs were starting to really take its toll from the, the scarring um, that was taking place from the, the scleroderma. So, um, you know, I mean, of course, he still walked around like it was, you know, he was okay. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm great. Because, um, and the funny thing is, uh, he he worked for a company in the D.C. metro area, and he used to have to um, visit the, because uh, he was government contractor. So he used to have to visit a lot of the um, government buildings, and one of the buildings was the Capitol. And, you know, there's a lot of stairs. Mm. And, um. I want to say he was a probably about 20, 26, 27, um, maybe 27. And um, he asked his employer, you know, I could do any other building, <laughs> any other building in D.C. I just can't do that one. Can y'all give that call to someone else? And I would do any other. You could send me you could send me in Maryland. If you need to, because we were, you know, we lived in the uh, DMV area. So he was like, you could send me to Maryland, and, you know, with the traffic there. You know, that's that's big to say <laughs> to be able to, to volunteer to be sent anywhere. Um, and they they would not accommodate that. Mm. So um, they told him if he has an issue climbing the Capitol stairs that he possibly needs just to go off FMLA. Yeah. So, you know, that's when he decided that, okay, I can't do this job anymore. Right. So now I need to go and look for something else. So he he ended up getting another job. So that's what essentially came out of that was that, you know, he, the problem was, you know, my husband's, a lot of people don't know this, but my husband will walk in, exert himself and then he will have cough attacks and then he will have to spend 10 15 minutes just to recover from the cough attacks because of the the exertion from just walking right something we all do normally just walking it was just a little too long for him you you know every time i ran a physical fitness test in marine corps that's a three mile run i used to always you know think about him and just be thankful that i could run yeah. And knowing not not even realizing how severe his lungs were compromised. Right. Um, but just knowing that he couldn't run the way his right. bigger brother was running. So just listen to you just, you know, right. rem- remind me of how, how deadly this, this disease can be on the lungs. And um, so so, you know, so so you talked a little bit about, you know, how you got familiar with scleroderma and, and how you started to see when it, it affected him, how it affected him. Um, you know, and how you you dealt with it. Uh, let's speed up. So we speed up to uh, to to now. It's it's 2019, and um, Damien's on his last days from from around January Feb timeframe until you know he passed away um, on June the uh, 17th that evening, late late night in Duke University. Talk to me about that. How was that for you? Um, numbing. Uh, fear. 
Um, and you were by his bedside, I want to say, Andrew. Every day. Every day. Yeah. Every day, all day. Um, the only times I was away is when I had to tend to the kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, make sure that they eat. Um, come home and take a shower. And and did you ever experience a, an emotional feeling where you 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 felt like you were helpless to help you every day? Yeah. And Wake how did up. you? And how did you get through that? Um. Didn't think about it in the beginning. You know, when you're going through it, you don't you don't focus on it. You just kind of just keep. You get up, you push, you got an agenda to do. Yeah. So that was my agenda. My agenda was make sure my kids get off on the bus, get to school, go back to the hospital, stay there at the hospital, find out what these the doctors and nurses have to say, stay here, you know, come home, make sure the kids got home in the house okay, make sure they got dinner for the evening. Um, you know, for the most part, they was pretty self-sufficient. Um, so they, they were feeding themselves self, um, lunch and stuff. And I just make sure I come home, just make sure the house was good. Yeah. Right back up to the hospital, stay there until midnight, um, one, two o'clock in the morning. Um, I would leave and come home during this, during this, the school week. So during the school week, um, Monday through Thursday, I would do wake, make sure I'm, I stay there till midnight, one, two o'clock in the morning. Get go home, lay down, sleep, wake up, make sure my kids get off. Right. Then I go right back up to the hospital because rounds were seven, seven, seven thirty. Because he was like, and I can count because I knew how many how <laughs> how many rooms and how many patients were filled. So they'll normally start at the first room. He was the fifth room, so I knew I had at least a thirty minute window. So I know I I could get on, you know, get my last one on the bus and. Hey, right back up to the hospital. So I'll be there by 7.30. So I can sit there and listen to rounds. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And I would tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I actually went to go visit, you know, Damien uh, before he passed. And, and and what Angie is showing you on this show was actually Angie. I mean, she is one solid cookie. Now <laughs> you exactly say. But, um, but there were many times that <laughs> here I am, the Marine Sergeant Major, big brother. And uh, there were many times where Angie's like, you, you got to keep it together because <laughs> I was losing. So I applaud her for that. But there was one time where I walked in early in the morning and, and Angie was losing it. And I, I said, you about to make me jump out of the hospital. But I, I just want to say to everyone that that what you're seeing is is Angie. Um, but I think one of the most important things, Angie, that we as we get ready to go into this segment of the interview, is how have you, what have you learned and how have you been living without this handsome man named Damien Field? <laughs> oh. And the so, challenges. So what I've learned is strength and patience and gratitude. My husband laid in that bed for three months and he had a smile on his face every day. And his strength was impeccable. Sorry. Not his strength was impeccable because when you when you think someone is 
on their bed, they don't know. And this is like the last, you don't know this is the last, you know, you're, you're hopeful. So, you know, for him to have so much strength and, yeah. and gave so much, like he was leading us from the bed. Like, even with all that, a man with all these tubes hooked up to him, he was still leading his family. That takes so much. That's a man. When you could lead your family from a hospital bed, he was directing us from the hospital bed. Yeah. And um, so my strength come from him because when I look when I look back and I look back on the time we had those last, you know, I got to say those three months, those last three months. And how he just, you know, we talked a lot and we laughed a lot and we joked a lot about things. And um, but he also, you know, gave me direction. This is what I need you to do if this has happened. If this happened, I will need you to do that. So, like, how can I? I can't crumble. He didn't even crumble. And this was the last for him. This was his last, he, you know, he probably knew, but didn't know, you know, you know, he was hopeful with me. Um, but, you know, how can you crumble when somebody is laying on their last and he's only 38? You know? Yeah. No, no. And, and wow, what, what powerful, you know, testimony, you know, leadership while dying, you know, no matter what. You can still lead and guide and influence, inspire and motivate those around you, even in, in your last days. And, and Damien Fields, he demonstrated that. You guys heard Angie say it, and, and he did it. You know, Angie, what's next? What's the next? You know, we're, we're working together on Breathely. You know, breathe deeply. I always say breathely because I'm trying not to cry too much. <laughs> BreatheDeeply.org. Um, you know, what's, what's next on the horizon for this, for you guys and, and the team? Well, you know, the next step is to get the, the foundation up, um, help others, um, yeah. let his voice be heard, even if it has to be through my voice, how uncomfortable I am to do this, <laughs> but my, but my brother-in-law with his powerful words and inspiration, he said something a while ago and it, it just, it stuck with me. And then I even have it on my vision board, but you use the statement, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So I, that's my motto. And you get comfortable with being uncomfortable because this is not it. And um, he didn't die in vain. And he had a reason. <clears throat> and it was a purpose and a reason for everything. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and God, at the end of the day, God. Yeah. God did that for a reason. Hey Amen. I, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, any last, any words of wisdom that you could leave with? spouses that right now have husbands daughters you know um, families that that have people um, in their families that have been diagnosed with scleroderma any any words of wisdom mm, words of wisdom i don't know about that but <laughs> what i can say is um i always say god gives his 
strongest soldiers, the most toughest battles. Yeah. And when you look at your loved one and they're going through, just know that, you know, that's pretty, that's an honor. I look at that as like honor. God think I'm this strong and he going to throw all this on me. <laughs> so, you know, do it gracefully and, and know that uh, it's God's love over you. When it, whatever you go through, God's right there. So if you, you're religious, you know, know God does everything for a reason and a purpose. And maybe there's something that you have in you that could help others. And if, and if this only can help one person, that's all I care about. One person, and then that one person can help somebody else and let that be a trickling effect. If I only help one person, it's okay with me. Right. You know, I'm just here. So, you know. Yeah. Know, know that life life is, life is will, will be okay. No. Well, thanks for those words of wisdom. Thank you for removing your armor to come on and, and, and discuss this very emotional topic. Um, and, and I truly appreciate you. And I know that at least one listener and viewer uh, will appreciate you too. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, Angie Fields, my sister-in-law, my little brother's uh, wife with a wonderful family um, that she's raising. And I can't wait to see you guys soon. BreatheDeeply.org. Make sure you get your checkbooks ready because in 2022, we'll be accepting donations. It'll be a 501c3. So you get a tax write-off. Until next time, we'll see you later. Thank you for listening to this episode, and hopefully you learned uh, a little bit more about scleroderma, uh, the rare autoimmune, autoimmune disease that affects many um, around the world. A very, uh, very deadly disease, uh, not a lot known about it, um, but I just ask that the uh, listeners, you, know, you all continue to do more research on it, and most importantly, just stay connected to me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram and my YouTube channel, Mari P. Fields YouTube, to get some updates as we uh, work closely with Angie um, and, and the family to develop an organization called Breathe Deeply. And that will help uh, offset the financial burden of families relocating to the Raleigh Durham area uh, who are affected with scleroderma for, for lung transplants and that's single or double. But again, uh, that that organization should be out uh, in 2022. That's the plan. And we uh, look forward to donations and support in the future. Until next time, see you later.